0: Hello, hello! This is Mr. Authentic Eight Three Eight, and I'm back again with another episode on the Unpacking Podcast. And today we are going to discuss depression, and I have my main man Motown Gamings. Hello. And I got uh, Mr. Kevin Brown. Hello. Jackson. Oh, Kevin Jackson. I oh, do I keep calling you Brown? Oh, it, was no idea. it was just like Mr. Brown. I keep thinking that. So I'm so used to calling him Brown because I had it on my phone as Kevin Brown. <laughs> Is it because he's black? No, he's no, no. And then Curtis. <laughs> it's definitely not because he's black. <laughs> and then I have Curtis. All right, today we're going to discuss depression. And um, I guess I will start it off with uh, the definition of it. Uh, let's see, long service recession, economy. Nope, that's not a good depression. Have any of you guys uh, suffered depression? Oh yeah. Another yeah. Time. What kind of? Um, is it recent or something? Oh no, I was younger. Yeah, I have too at one point. I don't know.
1: It's kind of foreign for me. I would have to kind of hear from you guys on, like, what that is and what do you go through through the process. Because I, I got a sister who kind of suffers from it, but me not knowing what that experience would be is hard for me to um, understand
0: how to ever her do it because I don't necessarily know what's going on. I think people don't understand that depression, first off, is a mental condition. Um, it, you know, so it's more of a mental state, you know, and a feeling of several. Uh, it's a feeling of different types of feelings. So you can feel real low. You cannot feel like yourself and you can feel like. uh it's saying like you have a lack of energy, appetite, you want to sleep more. And it's basically a feeling of guilt, something that's weighing on you really, really hard. And a lot of people feel this way because oh, I guess in a some sense, in a some way, it kind of re, it's kind of like, you know how some people dwell on things that are out of their control to the point where it can make you feel depressed. But then you could go through certain things in your life, too, that could also get you feeling that way. But it is a mental, uh, not a mental disability, but it is a mental condition, you know. And it's not something that most people feel like you can just pray it away. And I don't think it's one of those type of situations where you can just pray it away. You actually have to go somewhere and get help for it because you can get so low that, you know, people are actually taking their own lives. And I think the reason why I want to talk about it is because I don't think people understand the severity of it. I think that they think that, oh, you're alright, you just, you know, they just think that you can just get over it. And that's not the case. And, um, like, there's a family member um, that's close to my wife um, that recently passed because they were depressed and then um, someone else on, uh, I think on my wife's family or somewhere, also killed themselves. And they was also depressed. So it's definitely something that you have to take serious when people are depressed. And I'm, I'm honestly, I think therapy is probably the best way to go about it. Trying to um, get over it. So, there are three different types of depression. There are clinical depression, persistent depressive disorder, and bipolar disorder. Which these are like the three typical common types of depression. So, the Clinical depression is a mental health disorder characterized by persistently depressed moods or loss of interest in activities causing a significant amount of... Uh, whoops, I hit the wrong button. Do, 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 do. Hold on, y'all. I hit the wrong button. Disorder and research effects. Causes changes. Okay, so it causes changes in the brain functions, including altered activities and neutral circuits in the brain. So, a clinical depression is basically a uh, something that alters activity in the brain, and um, I guess it can be caused by loss. Or whatever, so like I guess if someone was to lose a family member or something like that, um it I guess it's kinda like have you ever you ever seen someone that just snapped something just broken and, and you know, and they just go off yeah, something like that, I think, um, I was depressed at one point growing up, when my grandma passed. Okay. I was just gonna ask that with
1: depression and grieving t- some would be the same thing in y'all's opinion
0: I would think how do y'all feel about it?
2: Uh, well I've watched that on one, one from my mother myself and my wife uh, both for my mother my mother was more of an outward explosion and for myself and my wife was more of an imploding Uh, it was things that especially watching my wife when I realized exactly what I was going through it was easier for me to identify my wife than myself because I was more or less in denial Mm -hmm.
0: Uh,
2: but it was an inward implosion Uh, especially the year before last last year uh, my wife's family suffered like three losses within a two month span and I literally had watched my wife, like, completely shell up. You know, and at first I kind of talked it up to all oh, your grieving. You know, you just missed that person real bad, and, you know, you'll be okay. As you said, you know, time will pass, you'll get over it, you'll be fine. And then to watch it hit back to back to back, watching her demeanor, her character, everything about her would change. Like, the way she would carry herself, her, her confidence was just like out the window uh she felt like more or less questioning she started questioning her her sainthood and she started questioning more things as far as religion you know and she then changed from a religious view to inward view like as if she started taking that weight on herself uh and I had to I identified with that with my grandfather had had several years ago. Right. I didn't realize it at the time, like I said, because I had shifted, you know. It was kind of like a last minute thing, and I thank God for it because I went to see my grandfather uh, one weekend, and he was, my grandfather was 98 years old, and I went to go see him, and he kept telling me a week prior before I went to go see him, he kept telling me, hey, I want to see you when you come in, you know, and... My father kept telling me it's very important you come, it's very important you come. I was like, well, man, we, we make the trip out. I booked the ticket, you know, and me and my brother both agreed to go. And my brother, being who he is, he pulled out the last minute. You know, he pulled up from mm, mm, BS in my way, the way I saw it, and he didn't want to make the trip. Well, then that weekend I went solo, and I spent the weekend with my grandfather, and I just, like, sucked up so much knowledge from him that I was unaware of and different things that he had went through as far as his service in the, in the Navy uh, all his military background his different ventures, different things that I was so unaware of because growing up a military brat I didn't grow up with them you know close to me so and for in the past that following Monday I made it home this Monday spent the weekend with them, and uh, it's crazy because before I flew out I told him I said well don't go nowhere he kept telling me he was ready to go. He's gonna go. I said, "Don't go nowhere." I said, "I'm gonna be there." and You just wait for me. And he said, "Over the phone, clear. I'm gonna wait on you. Once you once you hear, I'm gone." Said, All right, we'll, we'll work out that thing. And I, like I said, I enjoyed the three days I spent with him. And I came home and went to work that Monday. Before I went to work, I got a phone call telling me from my dad that he had passed. Wow. And he really, I, I really thank God because I think that that moment was really meant just for me. And I sound selfish, but I looked at it, me and my brother. And after he had passed, I really, like, shelled all the way off. It was, like, so hard for me to want to open up and cry about it because I felt like the biggest part that I needed, I didn't understand, you know. There was a lot of knowledge that he dropped on me three days and I mean I was like 30 Was well, that was about 32 31, 32 at the time and I didn't see to really the cherished gift that it was and I more or less just kind of shelled up because I was like I can't cry I can't hold I gotta let this go so, you know you try to toughen up Right. but then I started to see the change in my head which I was unaware of I stopped caring about how I got stressed I didn't care about certain things going on around me. I was engulfed in just me. It was like the slightest thing that you could say or do would trigger me. So I would say it was more or less a bipolar because I would go from hot to cold
0: instantly. I could be
2: laughing with friends and crying on the inside, like literally just like falling tears. And it can happen instantly. Emotionally, I was all over the place. And I didn't see it for myself until I saw my wife going through the same thing. And it took me to sit down with not only my uh, my pastor and a psychiatrist to really see what was going on inside of me, and they let me know that the, the severity of my depression wasn't as tough as those around me thought it was, but it was something that I needed to start fixing before I started causing relationships that I had around me to dwindle and tear apart. Right. You know, I didn't see what it was. I mean, it, it was a little crazy. And when I saw in my wife started seeing things happening, it then was an eye-opener. Like that aha moment. Right. So I, mean, it, I don't want to take up the whole
0: school. Oh, no. okay. Talk about it. Uh, would you guys... I got a question. Would you think that a lot of the reasoning behind depression is the fact that people cannot be open and vulnerable
2: uh, I do
1: I kind of I believe that I mean that's a choice mm-hmm. uh, because you have some uh, de- depressions that are more severe than others True. and uh, what brings the depression on is the different de- anxieties that we have on a daily basis. I was telling someone just the other day that we all deal with some type of mental uh, not so much depression per se, mm. but we deal with, with mental uh, health, with our mental health. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure all of us on the phone know how to get through it. You know, just that you know, sometimes we just need that that push, that coach, or that person uh, in our ear to help us get through it. Whatever it is, it could be loss of a family member, or a loss of a boyfriend and girlfriend, or son or daughter, sister, brother, mother, or father. And, 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 and to answer your question, yeah, I, I, I believe that uh, the. Depression can take a take a toll on on because I've been up under depression too. But when I was younger, you know, because I just didn't—I was young, just starting out in life, didn't know how to uh, operate. You know, a lot of my things that my dad didn't give me uh, when I was at home. So when I got out of my home, I had to learn how to deal with the different anxieties that came my way you know what I'm saying uh, and then some of the anxieties that I encountered were stronger than others and it caused me to uh, uh, go into a depression and feeling uh, uh, less of myself and uh, knowing deep down on the inside that I want to, to do better right, as a person
0: like when my depression hit when my grandmother passed and this was like around my freshman, sophomore year in high school and a lot of my depression was because of the fact that I could not I couldn't vocalize how I was feeling you have so many different emotions going at the same time on that I have so many different emotions that's what gave me anxiety because I didn't know how to express how I was feeling. I didn't know how to put it into words. You know, um, I couldn't talk to nobody because most of the people in my family were just like, oh man, you'll be alright. You just pray about it and leave it alone. And I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Talking to the Lord was a good thing too to get it out, but it, it didn't help as much as I would want it to you know, without hearing somebody giving me a reply. Or not really just giving me a reply, but I I wanted someone to comfort me in a way that um I don't know. I wanted that I wanted that physical comfort that I couldn't there get. You, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And that's what made it so difficult to deal with. And I'm dealing with the emotions that I can't control. I don't know how to feel. I'm trying to explain it with my family. Nobody want to hear it. So I'm getting anxiety. And the more anxiety I get, the madder I become. And I just shut down. You know what I mean? Because I don't have that outlet. And I think a lot of people have a lot of problems with depression because there's no outlet. There's no one there to hear you. And a lot of people just want to be heard. And that might not you know, that might not, that's not the cure of depression for sure. But I believe that may be a start because everybody that has something that's going on ultimately wants to talk about it. You know, without being judged, without the fear of someone telling you that you're wrong for feeling a t- feeling some you know, type uh, of way. I was going to say, now
2: the outward, now that having that outfit can shift, you know, either going negative or positive. And I feel at times if you have the wrong the wrong source during that outlet but during your depression when you're trying to have that outlet or trying to relieve of this to get a better understanding even those that you have that you might feel like are close to you family most likely sometimes don't give them the right answer or they always share their opinion instead of just being that open ear you know what I'm saying like you said it's hard like I, I was told plenty of times uh you you a young man, you should cry. You'll be all right. Toughen it up. You'll be all right. You'll be okay. Everybody got to die. And that's the one thing I looked at like, yo, I, I don't want to hear your 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 slogans or your phrases right
0: now. Your rhetoric.
2: What I want to now is understand why am I going so easily from hot to cold. I, I don't understand how to stop this, and I don't feel like I'm in control of the stairs. Like, I am want to grab a hold of this and really understand what's going on few of those folks that I had around me at that time didn't understand, didn't know, so it was easy for me to just, like I said, implode and just let it be, just me. You know, I feel like if it's just me, then I'm not going to hurt anyone else. But while in my imploding, I was damaging everything around me because my actions just did not add up and it just was I'm going to make me feel any way that I got to make me comfort or cope with this, kind of like a drug addiction. It was just like, wow. I just need to cope this to cut this off. If I cut this off, just stop for right now, I'll be fine. And in a minute, in an instant, I go, like I said, zero to 100. And it was something like, hey, man, your shoe ain't time. You can't tell me nothing about my shoe. What happened? You know? And it was tough. That was tough for me. But
0: to hear y'all different, it explains a lot. I think another thing is too, uh, I'm glad we're having this discussion because we really need to change the narrative moving forward. Because I think a lot of the rhetoric that you've heard growing up was because that was how uh, older people back in the day handled it. You know, they didn't discuss that type of stuff. They felt like it was not manly to express your feelings. It wasn't manly to uh, uh, just have a conversation about something or anything that you're dealing with. You had to suck it up and move on, you know, and that sucking up and moving on mentality is what causes a lot of depression nowadays and back in the day people are people back in the day were dying because um they were having heart attacks and uh whatever the whatever um issues that made the cause depression or what well depression may cause or whatever because they just kept holding that in and then you teach your kids to do that um i read that book four agreements um, that book was basically explaining how you subconsciously put what you learn on your kids, that you learned through your parents without even knowing you're doing it, because that's how you was taught and how you was brought up, such as, I um, mean, you're a big boy, you know, suck it up." That's basically telling your kids that you need to suck it up. you're a big boy, so you know don't cry. But that's basically telling your kids to keep whatever emotion that they are having, that they want to shed, you're keeping that emotion in. Thus causes a problem later on in the future. That is a good read. Y'all got to check that out. Oh, my leg is itching. But um, I believe that sometimes we just got to... I mean, I just think that people probably need to have that outlet, or whatever, somewhere, somehow. Have somebody positive and a positive role model, and explaining things um, to help other people. I think one of my issues, on reason why my attitude was so bad back in the day, was because I couldn't channel how I felt. I just lashed out. <laughs> attitude just bad. I'm cussing everybody out, you know, because in i'm i'm really upset you know and it was because i was just mad at the world for something that i was upset about you know three years later after some therapy i'm feeling a lot better i'm glad i actually went to therapy therapy actually helped you know and there's nothing wrong with going to therapy people need to go you know
1: I mean, you have to take those steps the necessary steps in order to uh, come out of it how did I come out of, come out of the uh, depression Ooh, that's a good uh, it was just an onset of depression for me uh, I, I, I've never been so depressed to the point to where it had taken over my mind you know mm-hmm. and and we have to be careful uh, who we uh all around, or who, who we talk to, or who's in our environment, uh, um, in order for us to uh, even even for young young men and women, it, they, they need to be around that that that, path, that, that positive environment uh, because you, you, you hear about more and more young people taking their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it can be something that somebody just, it can be a few words that somebody say and then it'll, it'll trigger a person, you know? Yeah. Uh, look at Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon, he, Viacom uh, had dropped his show, you yeah. know, and they stopped endorsing him and supporting him because of what he said on, on the podcast. Right. Okay. I, we've been knowing Nick Cannon as uh, since a teenager in Drumline. Right. You know? And even for that, you know, it's just that when when he found out that a lot of people were talking about him on social media, he wanted to end his life.
0: Right.
1: You know? And so depression can, it can happen like in the twinkling of an eye, like in, in a millisecond. It can happen real quick. And you have to really like guard, um, uh, um, uh, who you listen to especially if you're a strong person you know or if you're a young person and you don't if you're a young person and you 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 don't understand how to get through a loss of a girlfriend of a loss of of a boyfriend a loss of love you know that's the time to get around somebody that can encourage you and
0: you can get through it you know yeah that's true that is true um uh, Curtis how did you overcome your depression at a young at your age or whatever my fault I'm
2: muted because I'm
0: the cooler and I know oh. it might be kind of loud oh okay uh, yeah you
2: get I mean, just give me one step. uh well it's not too bad uh okay. mine really came from Psychologist, but being a psychiatrist, uh, getting himself, and then also being able to be vocal. Right. Uh, the best thing from me was the fact that that a psychiatrist told me is to express my love for my for my grandfather, and not to shell it, and not oh. to harden my heart, not to cry and go well I can't cry and cut it off and try to force myself to harden and shell us. Explain to me that it was healthy for me to let that emotion go, let that hurt flow, and then also see what the root of it is, what caused the hurt. Of course, there was the past of my grandfather, but the root of it was the fact that I never really got to have the close relationship that I desired, you know? Yeah. And it also fueled from a place of, I won't say hate, but it came from a place of uh, discouragement, because I looked at my parents like, you did me of this, you know. You didn't give me an opportunity to grow up with him close enough. But then I also had to take accountability because I was older. And being a young man with a family, I could have ventured out at any time, any point, Once I became of age and was actually financially supporting myself, I could have done it at any point and struck out and reached out to that, that relationship to be better. But not just that phone call, you know. It was things necessary that I could have done to make our relationship better and stronger that I was blame shifting onto those around and loved ones around. And it wasn't healthy because it was to win. So that is kind of how I got over. I mean, that moment, I still have times where I sit down and I, my little, my grandpa, and it's times where I sit down and I maybe, <laughs> my wife thought I was crazy but it was up enough for me to sit down and even talk as he's still sitting right there. You know, I may have went through some at work or I may have thought about a new business venture or something that I'm thinking about venturing off into and I was sit down and just discuss it openly as if he would be responding. Right. And it got me to a very comfortable place to where I can talk about him or speak on him and I don't speak on him and an I can, you know, you feel those hairs start to rise up. Right. So I'm no longer in that place I'm in a much better place as far as dealing with them so you know it's, it's something else that I even insured for my wife you know even though we keep living you gotta continue to keep pushing and love that person as if they're still here cause you hold on to those memories that never forgot you know so that's what got me to a better position
0: that's pretty cool so um i I'm looking online, and there are actually nine different types of depression. Major depression, bipolar disorder, uh, persistent depression, de- depressive psychosis, situational depression, atypical depression, seasonal depression, and par... I don't know how to pronounce that word, depression. post <laughs> Oh, yeah, post par- Say it again. Postpartum depression. A lot of women get that when they're pregnant, especially young people. A lot of young women get postpartum depression
1: when they're uh, pregnant.
0: Oh, yep. That's exactly what it is. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yep. My wife suffered from that with our second child.
0: Yeah. Yep. 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 Sadness, anger, and. That's crazy. I'm really wanting to know about this. Seasonal depression. I've never heard of that.
1: Seasonal.
0: Yeah, seasonal depression. Let me click on this real quick. Well, it just oh, it's, it's seasonal. It comes
1: and it goes. It comes for a little while, and it goes. Right. Uh, seasonal depression is related. They can, they can be a own set
0: of uh, bipolarness too. So. That's crazy. The seat so basically like basically kind of what you're saying. It typically is a major depression disorder, with the seasons that changes and the seasonal patterns. So like winter can make you feel like depressed. So every 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 time the winter season comes, you get depressed because it's cold or something like that and whatever. That's crazy. I've never heard of that. <laughs> and, like in Alaska, huh?
1: In Alaska, uh, oh, man, I got to take a call.
0: But in Alaska, they have more the, uh, counselors over there because of where the daylight is, saving time. Yeah. It's horrible. Man, I got
1: to uh, click over. Okay, you good. Just click over. We'll
0: still be here. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think you're talking about the better days of the night. Yeah, there. that's crazy how uh they do over there in Alaska. So, depression may get worse when the seasons progress, and it can lead to suicidal thoughts once spring rolls around. Symptoms tend to improve. Uh, this might be related to the changes of your body, body, or your bodily rhythms, and the response to increase in natural light. Situational depression, clinically known as the adjustment disorder. And depressed moods like major dis uh, depression. In respect, what well, in many respects, okay. Um, it's brought by specific events and situations such as death from a loved one, serious illness, and life-threatening events. Going through a divorce or child custody issues, being emotional or physical physically abused relationships being unemployed oh man when I'm unemployed talk about the depression I go through <laughs> stress, all I do not, not like real. you can't pay the bills not, I gotta have a job not having a job sucks I'll be sitting at the. I just can't see how some people can sit at home and not do nothing I can't oh, I will literally go crazy sitting at home not having a job and not doing anything Um, facing intensive uh, legal troubles so that's what uh, situational depression is so i guess different types of situations get you in uh, you'll feel some type of atypical depression atypical depression refers to a depression that is temporarily goes away in response to positive events your doctor uh, ...might relieve a major depression disorder on an atypical situation. Despite the name of atypical depression, isn't usually or rare. Isn't usual or rare. Um, so, having an t- atypical person uh, So, basically, like, if your doctor says you're fat... And you're... Like, man, I think my wife has atypical depression... And the reason why I say that is because if <laughs> if she has a bump on her and she don't know, like, let's say it's a weird bump and she don't know how she got it. She don't remember nothing biting her. That bump will stress her to f- stress her out until it goes away. <laughs> she if she will have anxiety. Worried about this bump. Where this bump goes, because, of the, you know, and then some people have poor body image. So, that may be an atypical weight gain, increase of appetite is an atypical depression. So, if you are, so like for, for you, Markel, if, because you eat a lot, if all of a sudden you just, you get full and you can't eat a lot, you may think there's something wrong <laughs> that could cause an atypical type of depression. Yeah,
1: the majority of the time I'm
0: just insomnia. Anxiety, but I uh, heaviness in your arms or legs <laughs> lasting for an hour or more a day feeling rejected or sensitivity to car- uh, sarcasm yeah that uh, that's pretty crazy but all of those are, these are just like some definitions of some of the type of uh, depressions and some of these I've never heard of I, you know I'm normally the regular ones I heard, but like major depression, persistent let's see what this one is. depression lasts for more than two years uh, it's yeah, this is clinical this is chronic depression persistent, persi- like persistent depression might not feel as in- intense as major depression, but it can strain a relationship and make daily tasks difficult you know, some of the symptoms of Persistent depression includes uh, deep sadness, hope, hope, hopelessness, <sighs> low self-esteem, or feeling inadequate. Ina- uh, I cannot <clears throat> inadequate. Yeah, <laughs> the lack of interest of things to enjoy, appetite changes, sleep patterns, low energy, concentration, memory problems, um, difficulty functioning at school. Uh, not enjoying or happy occasions and social withdrawals. Mm. Now, this is a long-term depression. that What you just said? Yeah, that is persistent depression disorder. So, it's something that happens consistently over, you know, for a long period of time. This makes... Which makes sense, too, because nobody wants to... It's hard to be with somebody that's a downer. Oh, uh uh-huh. um, You know? You're like, Jesus we'll Make sure right. I'm bored. Oh, this makes everything worse. Right. But well, it's not just that. It's also being on the other side
2: of that coin. Because like I said, it was times when I was damaging relationships. But it, it was so easy to be alone. The reason being is because if I'm in a crowded room and still feel like I'm alone... It was the inward thing. I mean that social that social part, yeah, I can relate to that. Right.
0: I and then my That went through, yeah. That? Yes, sir. You know, I had to learn and I think a lot of people have to experience this. They have to learn to be comfortable with being by yourself sometimes. You know, I feel like that's something you have to learn over the years. Learning to be comfortable by yourself. Knowing that you don't have to necessarily need someone. It's okay to want someone, but you don't want to have to be self-dependent on someone else at all time. You know, like right now, I'm teaching my daughter that. You know, self-dependency. You don't need, you don't need to, have, to have somebody with you at all times trying to do everything in order for you to feel like you're doing something right or just to feel confident about yourself sometimes you should have I don't know how to put that self confidence in somebody I guess you just gotta have it but being self uh, conscious being self aware and being confident in yourself knowing that you are capable of doing whatever it is you want to do without having someone to cheer you on. You don't need a cheerleader. It's okay to have one. By all means. Hey everybody wants a cheerleader. If someone cheered me on, I I'm gonna go harder. But if someone didn't cheer me on, I'm still gonna go hard, you know? Oh no, you good, you good. We were just talking about uh you know, we were just reading the definitions of some of these disorders and whatever and then um I was just talking about how sometimes I feel like You have to You shouldn't have to have someone You shouldn't be dependent on other people To help you move forward You gotta be self dependent
2: But I believe To to piggyback on that a little bit I think that's more or less something That's instilled at you from young age Going forward
0: Right. How Because I've watched
2: other right? people that I i mean I love my wife to death Don't get me wrong That's my, my one and forever right. But I've also said to her In times where we were at bad terms Or we were in a bad spot As far as marital wise I had to explain to her Because she kind of had this theory in her head If we broke, you're done And I explained to her real quick The show doesn't stop with you I love that you're here but your presence is not required to be here. If anything you add to me, that's it. But don't think that I don't know my worth or that I'm all of a sudden, no I'm stuck. And that's something that she didn't see at first. Right. Now, that's something that I watched others to where it was instant gratification because they just got married and was, I'm on now. And I'm married. Because right. I'm on I'm now. And it was like, oh, just because just you just said I do it doesn't mean, oh, you're on now. If you was, uh, <laughs> not to sound terrible, but if you was piss poor broke before you got married, you still going to be piss poor broke after you got married. <laughs> like, yeah, feel one eye. I looked in the same sense. and you looked at, oh, just because this happened, it was instant gratification? Are you serious? But what happens down the road? So, I believe those folks that suffer from that, that really, they have to... They're going to have to reprogram and relearn that. You know what I'm saying? But I feel as though if you instill that in your children as they grow older that, hey, you can do this on your own and just giving them the tools necessary to see that they can do this on their own, it's something that they will take with them forward. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I've watched others suffer from that. Case in my own sibling. You see, like he just
0: can't. Right.
2: If he has someone with him, he it's like instant gratification he's got. He's on.
0: Yeah. But the minute
2: that he's alone, it's like he couldn't be on. He needs that significant other, he needs that girlfriend, he needs that wife, he needs someone attached to him to make him feel like he's doing big things. And i told him time and time again, that's not how you that, that's not how it should function. Because if she up and goes, then what?
0: Do you get back what? to square one. Do you feel like that's a lot in men?
2: Uh, I've seen it in men, but I've also seen it in women.
0: That's
2: true, too. I I don't think it's gender-based alone, and someone can argue that. But me personally, I feel as though it's not gender-based. I just think it's based on that person's upbringing. Because if you watch mom depend on that man 24-7, then that's something that you learn. You depend on that man 24-7. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you watch other young ladies who had a strong motherly figure who made it happen without the man being present. Then we get a lot of those strong, confident women that some men feel are to them. You know, they feel, they feel like they're superior to
0: them. Right.
2: So the men, you know, I'm saying, they always say, well, they don't want a strong woman. Well, you gotta realize you were you were built differently than other women that he may have encountered. But here goes the problem: if you use that as a as a uh, leverage or as a, as a threatening weapon, he can feel threatened and his masculinity. You know, you got a woman that makes more than you and basically brings more to the table. Sometimes you got to check your male ego at the door.
0: That's true, too.
2: You know, but you got those that don't, and it feels like a man is, you know, she feels like she can talk down to me because she makes more than me. But then you got to learn boundaries. you know what I'm saying? But I feel as though that, just to cut back from that whole discussion, that's a whole other topic. I feel as though that self do um, it, uh, self, self. Oh, I gotta put it, uh, self confident. Yeah. I feel as though that's something that has to be instilled, you right. know. Because some some females feel like they're not pretty, if you don't tell her she's pretty enough,
0: right. you
2: know. If you don't constantly compliment her, she doesn't feel like she's pretty. Or if yeah. you don't do this enough, she doesn't feel like that,
0: right?
2: You know, it has to be the same thing for a man. I don't feel like I'm really established unless I have a woman by my side I don't okay. feel like I'm really doing it unless I got that person next to me saying hey you're doing it. you know it's almost like you need that extra coach that cheerleader to help push you forward to go better to go further to go harder yeah. well what happens when the fans is quiet and the fans leave
0: that's when you depression know? comes in and snatches you it, it,
2: there you go there you <laughs> that that I means you gotta learn how to balance that thing you know so. Hey, go hard when they, when they chain you on, go hard, even when they leave, you still got to go hard. You got to have that mentality, but you got to realize what was it instilled in. That's something that you also viewed as a child. A lot of people don't understand. You view a, a lot of learning that we do, especially as a child to an adolescent, is just by watching. You learn so much just watching. That's why you got to be careful what you do in front of your children, how you talk in front of your children, how you carry yourself in front of your children. Me being the age I am now, having two young men that I'm raising, I make sure that one, I show them that your dad, you get up and you work. I got to instill a work ethic. I got to instill that you got to earn everything that you can. You just don't get it handed to you. I got to show them that, yeah, this is how you love a woman and this is how your woman should treat you. But this is how you should be hands first for your family. You know, right. But also, since you don't have a family, and it'll be just you growing into your younger years, your uh, your adulthood growing into it, you gotta be able to stand on your own two feet and be a man. You
0: know, right. and
2: not just saying be a man, but be a strong individual. Period. Right. Not always relying. Know that mom and dad is here to help you if you need it. But I needed you to spread your wings and go fly.
0: Yeah. Strong. Message strong words from a wise man yeah anybody well anybody got anything else they want to add to it I'm negative well I don't well I guess on that then we will end this episode then and call it a day um I'm probably going to do another one Wednesday um So we could talk about that, uh, I'm going to try to get Marion on Sunday or next Monday to talk about that uh, religion thing that we were discussing the other day. Because that right there really, 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 I want to really break that down. And I'm still working on the the Republican versus Democrats. Oh man, I got some information. I'm ready to bust it down.
1: That boy gets excited. <laughs> uh, the CDC always puts out uh, their data when it comes to mental health. And mm-hmm. this is what I my pod, my uh, show. I would uh, cover mental health on every uh, every uh, uh, podcast because uh, you have. I mean, I think I don't know the whole. Statistics, but it's a lot of us, a lot of, a lot of people that, that suffer the anxiety and the, uh, the mental health depression. Uh, and so, I'll just uh, let you, let y'all know that at, at CDC. dot. Uh, you can go there and look at the different t- statistics of,
0: of uh, mental health. All right. Yeah, and mental health is serious. Like. We could talk about mental health all day. It's very serious, and people just—I don't know—I don't think people take it serious as they should. And it grinds my gears in the black community. We gotta do better. So, we gotta do we better. To be able to open up and talk about these things. We don't talk about it,
1: anymore.
0: Got to talk about it. It's okay. It okay. is all right. You are not a punk. <laughs> Uh, uh, because like it's true people feel like they can't share their feelings because they feel some type of way that type of way that you feeling is what's going to hold you back from being the best version of yourself so you should want to feel you shouldn't want to feel some type of way you want that type of way to get away from you and with that being said this is another episode on the unpacking podcast And we have unpacked depression. We will see you guys next week.